Whenever you're ready to go, man. Is it my turn to go this time? Yeah. I, I'm going? Okay. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the occasional weekly podcast where three lifelong friends correspond about video games from the comfort of their homes. I'm Holden DePardo. I'm Chad Michaelinis. And we have a special guest. Josh Osborne. Our third lifelong friend. <laughs> We have a lot of third lifelong friends on this show. No, Josh is the best. Yeah, Josh is the right best. Now. Wait, a second. Wait. Are we... Is, do you have another lifelong... I, I didn't Shut say up. anything. What's nothing. going on, guys? <laughs> we have a very ambitious episode for you this week. The we, most ambitious episode we've done to date. This is going to be amazing. We're going to talk about what we've been playing, the news, mm. and then we're have a little, little spiel about... How Microsoft's doing? Are they doomed? <laughs> Are they not doomed? Are they going to be okay? Is Microsoft going to be okay? They're doomed. 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 <laughs> so, Chad, have you ever seen Cannibal the Musical? No, I have not. It's a, a it's a very crudely filmed, crude, not like in like oh my god, disgusting, but like is crude. that the Trey Parker Matt Stone? It is. I think I've seen that before. Yes, and it's fantastic. Uh, sorry, long time ago. So, Chad, what have you <laughs> been playing? This is a special week for this Chad, week, by the It way. is a special week for me, because this week I played What Remains of Edith Finch. Ooh. Oh, I was thinking yeah. I was no, thinking for other bigger no, reasons. That's that's the main reason. That's the main reason. Edith, what Remains Edith of Edith Finch. Finch. All right. uh, so I play, actually played a few things. Um, I'm are so you sorry. familiar with this game? I know a little bit about it. it I know is, it's called Edith Finch. And that's it's it. from Giant Sparrow. It is their second game that they've made. Their original was Unfinished One on PlayStation oh, 3. Oh, I heard that was good. And now PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. It is, all, it is great. Um, it is... It's not a walking simulator. It's... at Like, it's that kind of thought and that kind of... You, you're walking from place to place exploring this enormous house, learning how everyone in your family died. Like, not necessarily your immediate family, but, like, great uncles and aunts and things like that and grandparents. Uh, but every single person that you discover how they died is a different like genre of like three or four minute experience. Like one time you're this little girl who had a dream that she was a cat flying out the window who's chasing a bird and then suddenly you're an owl and then that owl turns into a great white shark who's flopping around on a mountain. And then there's another one where there's a comic book and it's this, this child star who wants to, uh, like who was known for her scream and it's a, a horror comic book and you're playing through this horror game. So every person is a completely different experience, which is fascinating, but it's so well done. And if you've played the Unfinished One, uh, there's a huge, like, Easter egg type thing, a nice cool link in there for you, which mm. is really cool, that you wouldn't under otherwise understand if you're just like, oh, that's another part of the story. But it's a fantastic game. Just came out on PS4. It's been in the works for, like, five years. Wow. Did um, Unfinished Swan come out that long ago? So remember that that was a previous game. They, they've been working on this before that okay. a little bit as well. Okay. Uh, and this is actually the second or the first game of four that Annapurna Pictures, the film studio, is kind of they're doing four different games. You've never heard of them before. Uh, well, they're a film studio. They've done. Some, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right they're now. They're doing a bad <laughs> job as a film studio. They keep making games. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a it's a really really awesome two or three hour experience. Um, it's fantastic. Check it out. What remains of Edith Finch. And it, then, uh, what else? Have, what have you been playing, Holden? Well, Mario Kart came out. Oh, that's right. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Deluxe. Oh, my God. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm. It's fantastic. My it, Mario Kart 8 was my favorite version of Mario Kart, uh, hands down. I've been playing the Wii now for several years, so just kind of playing it again. It's really fun. I can play it in bed now on the Switch, which is great because it's portable. Yep. yep. <laughs> and portable in bed, not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, the, the the battle mode is the highlight of that so far for me because mm-hmm. the last game did not have battle mode. Take the back, it did have a battle mode, but it was just on normal tracks, which that, is weird. That is That sounds very yeah. strange. Well, if you think about, like, I'm on the one side of the map completely. You have to race the track to in come order get to catch me. up. Yeah, in order to get. That, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it doesn't really work too Unless well. Unless there's just a bunch of blue shells. <laughs> <laughs> no blue shells in battle. That'll mode. do it. Yeah, so Mario Kart out. It's really awesome. We've played a bunch of it because yeah. I got a Nintendo Switch, and that's what I wanted you to say. I'm like, what are you so excited about? You're like, oh, this small game. I, I bought a console this week, but this small little game. experience. Let me talk about that first. <laughs> Yeah, I got a Nintendo Switch this week. Uh, they were back in stock on Amazon. I happen to have a $100 Amazon gift card. So why not? And my five-year-old niece, who lives 600 miles away, is like, I'm going to play Mario Kart, and I need somebody to play with. I was like, damn it. Okay. So I just mm. want to point out that I, I, I'm no enemies with your niece. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been saying, try to get a Switch, try to get a Switch, but ignore Holden. <laughs> when your yep. niece gets it, yep. come on. Priorities, Chad. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm very upset about it. You don't have the puppy dog eyes, though. That is, That's that the is thing is that I do. Has. I have really, really big puppy dog eyes. And I always look at Chad sad when I'm talking about yeah. Switch in hopes yeah. that he'll feel bad and get one. Yeah, so I got it a lot sooner than I planned. And yeah. I have to admit, like, this is... We just finished up playing Battle Mode for people. Josh, mm-hmm. Holden, myself, and my roommate, Jesse. And I haven't sat around a living room like that playing video games with people having that much fun in a long time with mm-hmm. a game. Oh, yeah. So... Like, I got the Switch, and before it got here, I was like, oh, that was an impulse buy. I kind of regret that a lot. <laughs> but then I got here, I was like, okay. Then I waited for it to download last night. And then I have Mario Kart and Zelda on there. I was like, okay, this will be okay. And then we played seven hours of, eight hours of Mario Kart and Zelda today. Yeah, pretty much. We played a lot of video games today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good old time. You got I'm very the... into that Mario Kart. It's a really, really solid Mario Kart. The, just visually, it's so good looking. Anytime someone would say, oh, the Wii U's not powerful enough, I'm like, I don't know. Mario Kart does as good of a job as it needs to. It looks gorgeous, and it plays super well on the Switch. Yep. Do you um, notice a slight frame rate drop, though, when you're playing with four people? I it's... do notice a slight microphone drop in you guys right now. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. It's back to <laughs> okay, okay. normal. Say that one more time. There was a, f- a frame rate drop in Mario Kart. I well, didn't notice. You know, because so, we were winning so hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is just my excuse for losing. No, so when you're playing two-player, it plays at 60 frames per second, but three or more, it's 30 frames per second. That makes sense. It's rendering the totally. versions of the world. Totally. But it's it's noticeable for me, because that game is so silky smooth when it's 60 frames per second. It's amazing. So it's not like a frame rate stutter. No, it just no, no. to 30 frames per right second. when it starts, mm-hmm. it's a slight stutter, but I think it's because I'm looking for it, because I'm used to... Wait, when we were playing three, seconds? was it still 30 frames per second? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that's probably why I didn't notice, because I never played it six yeah. yeah, so Josh has only yeah. seen 30 yeah, frames per second. Yeah. That, I was like, I never noticed anything. <laughs> that, that explains why. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, what Mario game did you play before that, though? Because you didn't have a... Uh, I guess you have Wii. a Wii. Okay. Yeah. Wii was a good one. Well, the only game that we have here for our Wii is Jesse's Mortal Kombat. And Wii Sports. It's the There's weirdest Mortal game. On the Wii. There, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. She she only what? plays Wii Sports or Mortal Kombat. That's Those the, are the only two games. That that's the plays. weirdest game to buy a Nintendo system for. It's like I want to buy yeah. a Nintendo system for Grand well, Theft you know, Auto, for like yeah. God of War, Back like these really violent games. Everyone was buying it just for Wii Sports, and then she's like, yes. "I also love Mortal Kombat, so I'll get that." 
interesting. I did not know that Jesse I liked Mortal Kombat that much. I would not either. have thought that Mortal Kombat would ever be on a Nintendo <laughs> system. Yeah. Most, well, it was like, on. It was on the SNES. It was SNES or N sixty four. It was all, it was on uh, PlayStation and then the uh, another Nintendo or another uh, Nintendo I console at the time. Started on SNES and. Genesis, I think. Yeah, Genesis that's what it was. was. The one that had blood. Yeah, exactly. SNES yeah, exactly. Yep. There's no blood in the Nintendo version because they wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Yep. Is there blood in the Wii version? I think so. I don't know. It's been since college since I played it. Wow. Nintendo's growing up. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Josh, what have you been playing this week? So I've been playing uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. I will. There. I don't think there will ever be a time that I will never not play Overwatch. I All right. love the crap out of that game. Um. I know I've talked to you about Overwatch, Holden. Have, yeah. Do you know much about Overwatch, Chad? I have seen a couple of videos. I've never played it. Okay. My roommate was very well, not very into it. But he played it. He gave it a, a really good college try for like a week. So, so I've seen a lot of it. It's a first-person team-based hero shooter. So um, you go into a match. It's six v six. Always six v six. There are four classes. There you got tanks who absorb a lot of damage. Uh, some of them can deal a lot of damage. That kind of thing. You have uh, supports who heal other characters. They buff damage, debuff other characters, that kind of stuff. Um, defensive heroes who are really good at, at like holding objectives, um, obstructing the other enemy team, stuff like that. And then offensive heroes who go in there, deal a lot of damage, um, kill a lot of people. Um, but it's uh, unique in the fact that you, every character has their own unique abilities. So, you know, one character doesn't play similarly to any other character. They're, they're each their own unique kind of thing, which they kind of took from MOBAs a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like you have all the, the different classes of hero. Each hero has their own thing. Um, the only difference, however, is you can switch characters at, not, not at any time, but when you're in spawn, you can change characters. Oh, so that's So there are characters that. that counter other characters, some mm -hmm. that synergize better with teammates on your team, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of strategy. On the surface level, it's very it seems very shallow, but once mm. you get into like team combinations and that kind of stuff, it gets super super complex. And the thing that I like it uh, as opposed to other shooters that I've played and a lot of other multiplayer games that I've played is a you always have to work as a team. Always. You will fail if you do not. And B, it's objective-based. So it's not like whoever gets the most kills. It's not about that. It's you are playing your role. Uh, for example, I play tank primarily. So I'm always focusing on keeping my healer safe, absorbing damage so that I can charge their ultimates, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But also setting up on this objective that I'm trying to protect. Um, you know, people who don't play on the point lose games. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing. There's a whole bunch of different game modes. And all the characters are lovable. Like just hilarious you have like uh reinhardt is the guy i play a lot he's like the big noble knight who's like boisterous and is like oh come out and fight me you cowards <laughs> like that kind of thing um you have sombra who's this hacker who's super sassy um and stuff like that and they just keep adding stuff to this game and it's multimedia too they have animated shorts um, that go into like the lore of the world and stuff oh, like that. So wait, is that in the game? Because it's I... not in, in the game. Okay, no. so when I play okay. the game, it's like you just hit start and you just yep. start. There's yeah. no menus really from mm, what I saw. Which exactly. Is interesting. Yeah, but they have uh, animated shorts um, that are absolutely amazing, like Pixar level, like animated, mm. like super deep stuff. They have comics that go along with it. I've um, heard there's also a, a very very deep fan porn. 
Yeah, like, it was like one of the most searched like Pornhub things or whatever, really? which is yeah, really there's strange. There's a huge like community of people who make Overwatch porn. That's yeah. hysterical. And it's like this the this game has become so popular. You start to see like little things. Like there was this story of this like teacher who had to put a kid in a detention or whatever because they got up and shouted at this person calling them a Hanzo main. And she's like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a bad thing. <laughs> and it's one of those like Overwatch jokes, like, oh, this guy's a Hanzo main. Oh, you know, screw this guy or whatever. But it's love it. I love that game. I will never not play that game. I think it, it's Blizzard too, which means yep. it only get supported for a very, yeah. very long time. Yes. Yep. And um, yeah, uh, I love that game. And I've been playing um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, oh, gosh. for the first time. Yes, uh, I just downloaded that a couple weeks ago. I haven't played it yet. It though. is really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, if especially if you've played the uh, the a reboot of Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's more of that. Do you have to have played the definitive one with the better hair, or can you have played the regular standard? You know, PS3 I would say you, you could probably do either or. I okay. mean, it depends okay. on your hair. Uh, um, what do I want to say? If you're a connoisseur of hair, uh, you might want to play the, the definitive. Tomb Raider have good hair. I think so, yes. Okay, okay. Or, well, I'm trying to remember, because the one on PlayStation 4, which I am playing, is like the 25th anniversary yeah. Tomb Raider edition or whatever, so it comes with a whole bunch of extra stuff, so maybe her hair's better than Including the, a PSVR uh, segment. Oh, I can't wait to play really? I didn't know that. Yeah, you can, like, her dad's collection of, like, museum of something, oh. and there's a zombies mode in VR, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Zombies huh. mode? Oh, God. I think so. Everything's gotta have zombies, man. Um, I just wanted to say real quick, watching you talk about Overwatch, I hope someday there's a woman who talks about me the way you talk about <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, that, that game, I could talk hours and hours and hours about that game. I, I love it so much. So Josh, give us a little overview of like who you are and, and why you're relevant to this gaming podcast. What's your favorite stuff oh yes okay in life um <laughs> in life in general um well i suppose when it comes specifically to video games which is ironic that i just talked about overwatch so much is i'm a big like the games i love the most are like narrative focused like big sweeping stories um as well as like the super intimate ones like my favorite games are like the last of us oh, me um too. the metal gear solid series uh all that kind of mass effect anything that has that you know really really great narratives um that's one of the big highlights for me and i never thought i would get into something like overwatch like i have really i did not think that i played the beta and i was like that was pretty fun like i'll play it with my brothers and stuff and then got into it more and more and it's just grown into this huge thing that i that i love and adore but uh that's primarily where i come from is uh like systems are great like there are games that i play where i'm like oh this gameplay's solid story not great and i'll still enjoy it sure, sure. but i'm i'm somebody who's more about like i latch on to characters and stories and narratives um that kind of stuff is where i kind of gravitate to as well as being a huge you know probably comes from being a huge film buff person you know uh and, and as well as an aspiring actor you know i love those are stories are we the same person we might be. <laughs> I think uh, we're the same person. <laughs> this is actually Chad doing two different voices. Uh, he's <laughs> a very talented actor. actor. He's yeah. really, really, really great. But uh, that's kind of what I, I latch on to in games, personally. Awesome. Yeah. Um, something else I want to mention that I played this week is 
the Prey demo. Oh, I played that too. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, you guys. So you said you were gonna play. We might have just wait, had you said. I thought it was gonna wait, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> so you guys are really excited about it. Was that good? Yeah. Um, I am at least. I think I have to replay it. I played about twenty minutes of it, and I found it way too hard. Like those those the mimics, the mimics? Were popping out of everywhere, mm-hmm. and all I had was this stupid wrench and a glue gun. And the wrench was so imprecise, like I had to be like mm-hmm. right on top of these yeah. things, and I just kept you dying. You get a shotgun and a handgun really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think once you get into like the open lobby area, you get a shotgun, and then there's a room in that lobby that you get a handgun, and things become a lot easier. You're talking about the lobby area that I. So you get the glue gun, you walk out, and there's a big like um, lobby area. Yeah. I think in the hallway there, there's a dead uh, oh, man, security I must guard, have and that. there's a shotgun on the ground. I'm pretty sure. At that least that's where I so much easier because I yeah I got into the lobby and then it was like every three seconds you hear the music mm-hmm. and then there's like three mimics just like killing you and then it's like cool I get them dead and I'm like okay I'm gonna use my last med kit and then you hear the music again you're like god damn it <laughs> and which the music is super good yeah it is it's it is. super super good so yeah I had a I had a negative experience with it but I think I'm gonna play it again maybe on easy mode and I'm gonna find that shotgun because I was just yeah. wrenching a glue gun and it was miserable. I I had an extremely positive experience. Yeah. I played it. I, originally, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait or whatever." I played that demo. I was like, "I have to have this day one. I have to. I have to Which play is this Tuesday. right away." It comes out on Tuesday. Is it or is it Friday? No, I Friday. It was May. Oh, is it Friday? Friday. No, May fifth. May fifth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, May fifth. Yeah. Friday. Dumb. Um, it is it, like the mysteries that so it like quickly answers a lot of questions, but then leaves you with a lot more uh, questions that you're like. Wait, how did this happen? How did I get here? Um, I don't know how much you care about spoilers. Obviously, it's just the first hour. I don't care. The demo. I don't I care. love spoilers. I do love spoilers. Excellent. So I so I watched a little bit of gameplay of it online because I, I don't want to play quite yet, but I was kind of curious what it was. And I'm glad to hear that playing it is fun because I was watching going, man, this looks super unfun to play. <laughs> it's super intense. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. I was watching going, this just doesn't look... It didn't... Actually, the funny thing is it did not look intense. This the maybe the guy was really good because the mimics would jump at him. He just hit him with the wrench, and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's all. It oh takes. yeah, no, it was uh-uh. it was definitely like I was yeah. like, okay. yeah, I was struggling. Yeah, relief. Okay, that's good. Because those suckers, like when they la- come out at you, like they they'll hop on the wall and they'll like climb up to the ceiling and then jump on you. Like yeah, it's really sporadic movement. Like it's hard yeah. to even get at them with the with the wrench. Mm-hmm. Like I found I would have to glue gun them. To keep them stunned down and yeah. walk up and hit them if I wasn't able to do it while they're running around. You have wow. to be so precise with that with glue gun, though. Yeah. There were so many times where I was like, I would accidentally shoot the glue gun like right in front of the floor, and then mm-hmm. it would make that giant glue yep. ball, and then I would have to, I would keep shooting the glue ball instead of them. It's like, God dang it. it. It was tough. Yeah. yeah. It's um, super, super interesting. And the way they present a lot of stuff is super cool. Like, mm-hmm. the moment when you break the window mm-hmm. and come out, I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, they were like, get to the lobby. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, okay, I can't go through any of these doors. And then I hit the window, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, because this is not my so apartment. So it starts out. <laughs> I've, no, I've, I've seen okay. that scene before. Uh, that was actually in, like, the 15 minutes of gameplay they showed off when they first announced the game. Where you think oh, you're, you're like in this apartment room and you realize you hit the glass. And when you hit the glass, you realize, oh, this is all just a set. This is all mm-hmm. fake. And then the mystery begins from yeah. there. Yeah. Well, it, it was an interesting moment, too. Because when I first woke up in the apartment, 
And I'm walking around, you know, just dorking around in the apartment. And I, I'm like, oh, I'll walk out on the deck. And I walk up, and it's like, door's jammed. Can't get it open. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's, well, okay, well, I'll just keep doing my thing mm-hmm. and go out. And then uh, when I got the wrench and I go back into the apartment, and it was like, it just said, like, leave your apartment or something like that. I was like, well, how the hell am I going to... Well, that door is jammed before. I have a wrench. Why don't I just try whacking the window, you know, the glass with it and seeing what happens? And I smack it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you just come out and it's this dark, dark set and, like, electricity is going off everywhere. And you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I thought I was going to be on a balcony yeah. right now. <laughs> and then you just come to realize they've been having you relive the same day over and over and over and over and over and over again. Every day you wake up and it's February 15th, 2032. Interesting. Did yeah. you play as Lady Morgan or Man Morgan? I was Man Morgan. I played Lady Morgan. Oh. Maybe that's why it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you are a gamer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Do you know, right. Josh, I don't know the answer to this. Like, this is the first hour of the game is the demo. Mm-hmm. Do you know if, like, your progress from here, if you get the game, you can just pick up where you left off? That's why I don't want to play it. Again. I don't think it does. I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Enjoy playing um, it, you guys. But... Have a good time. Anyway, so. That first hour goes by super quick. Okay. It goes by super fast. Um, the other cool thing about it, too, is that um, the cleverness of the alternate history that they set up. Mm-hmm. Do you know the, the alternate history? So mm-hmm. in this version no of our world, JFK is not assassinated. Okay. He, he, he either survives or he's, they curtail the, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the shooter or whatever. Um, and after that, the U.S. and Russia work together on their um, space initiative. Um, so him and Khrushchev come together and they're like, mm-hmm. all right, space, space race no more. We're going to work together. Yeah. Um, and they you know, create this big space station and everything. Eventually something goes wrong, but then they come back to it and uh, build it up again. But they start creating these things called Neuromods, um, using the DNA of these aliens. Um, I can't remember what they call them. They're like typhoids or type... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, and the interesting way to describe it is like they're like, hey, do you want to become a, you know, a, a brilliant mathematician like Einstein in the matter of 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. You can implant a Neuromod and you have all that knowledge and everything. You want to be a you know, concert pianist? Install a Neuromod. You become that thing or whatever. You want to be fluent in French? You know, so on and so forth. Um, and there's, like, you see advertisements and stuff like that around for it. The only uh, drawback is when you uninstall a Neuromod, it takes your memory back to right before you installed that Neuromod. So I have a feeling that in gameplay, once you get different powers and you start mixing and matching, that things could potentially get very interesting when you decide, oh, I don't want this power anymore. I want this one. Mm. I'm going to take this one out. I don't know if they're doing anything with that or not. They could. They might not. I don't know how that'll work, but that has me interested for sure. Yeah. I want to get it because it looks like a... Like a, a Bioshock style oh, yeah. it game. Reeks of Bioshock yes. in a good way. It has yeah. that. It definitely and has that. Feeling. Some of the powers have intrigued me. One of them, I think, so the mimics can mimic other enemies. Mimic mm-hmm. certain items in the game. Yeah, like, uh, objects in the game. You can do the same thing at a certain yeah. point as well. So you yeah, could like you can start to turn into a powers. coffee mug and then just kind of wait and see who shows up in the room, like what enemies show up, kind of like play kind of stealthy against mm-hmm. them. It's a really cool concept. I like that. Yeah, and I've seen too where like people become like a piece of paper and then mm-hmm. slide under the door yep. to like get past a locked door or mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Because you can move around with these objects. Like that yeah. coffee mug, yeah. you could be bouncing around as a coffee mug going to places you would normally be able to go. Mm-hmm. So that opens up a lot of interesting opportunities for exploration and kind of how you navigate around. 
I'm mean, interested in the game for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that's a part of the thing that adds the intensity of the gameplay. Yeah. Is you'll walk into a room and a chair will fall over and you'll be like, is that a, is that a, is that a mimic <laughs> or did that chair just, did it just fall over? Mm-hmm. Or like I even had an instance where I went up to a monitor and I was reading an email and I was like, oh, look at this interesting stuff. And something on the table jumped at me and it was a mimic and it attacked me as I was reading this thing. And I was like, oh! <laughs> you know just freaking cool. out yeah. but it, there's a lot of paranoia as you're like mm-hmm. walking around the, any object could be one of these things yeah which is really interesting uh to see what they play around with with mm-hmm. that what i love cool. too is that if you start become too like if you start taking on all these alien powers and start becoming an alien like the turrets will turn on you like the mm-hmm. ones that are meant to shoot the aliens they'll start yeah. turning on you and add another level but then also the aliens will be like wait a minute this guy's not one of us and they have this giant alien that they'll kind of send to hunt you mm-hmm. while you're doing it. That's cool. That seems super cool. Yeah, and like the more powerful you become, the more actively it hunts you. Yeah. is what my understanding is. Mm-hmm. So you could you could have less powers and be a little more vulnerable to avoid this giant monster beast thing that is seemingly unstoppable. Yeah. Or if you want to be you know a powerhouse or whatever, this thing is going to be actively hunting you throughout the game. Which sounds super interesting and fun. Yep. And terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, five days and we will find out what it's like. This yep. is true. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. Do you want to jump into some news? Let's do it! Mm-hmm. What the hell happened this week? Hold in. I'm not even on mine yet. Talk about something. I got a story up already, actually. Go for it. I thought this was really exciting. So Bethesda has hinted at two new reveals at, at yes. E3. So they have a basically their invitation. <clears throat> and the invitation says that their uh, show is going to be on June 11th. Uh, at 6.30 p.m. is when the gates open. It's probably started at like 7 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of like an amusement park, essentially. I'll pass it around so you guys can see it. Mm-hmm. And each like um, each kind of like ride in the amusement park is like Doom or Fallout or some sort of game. And there are two that are under construction. Oh, that's so fancy. I, yeah. Very, what very cool fancy. Reveal. I've heard a couple theories about this, but I want you to I don't it. necessarily know what the games are going to be, but I don't think it's Fallout. I don't think it's Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, a, because they've already been shown off, but they've said they're working on, I think, two or three Skyrim-sized games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, like the, the Blu-ray disc is the same size as the other <laughs> yes, one? The blue yes, the Blu-ray is yeah, okay. yeah, same, exactly. text, yeah. same, same size. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Diameter, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a GameCube disc. <laughs> not a GameCube disc exactly because that would be really unfortunate because you, you get this wonderful game from Bethesda and then it won't fit in your PS4 <laughs> it's, it's terrible no so two new like you know in scope of like the map and the story yeah. and all that but it's not Fallout and it's not Skyrim mm-hmm. so I'm thinking it's gotta be at least for me I'm thinking it's gonna be something uh, like like sci-fi themed or something like that I can't mm-hmm. imagine they're gonna do medieval because that's basically Skyrim, Skyrim. Yeah. and post-apocalyptic they've already done that's yep. fallout and the other big video game trope is science fiction so we'll do science fiction in space or something like that well let's pray a crazy idea i just thought of what could it be a western that'd be very interesting oh man something that'd be red super dead? super cool here's the only problem with that though is i feel like a western game would work well and the reason that red dead worked really well is the combat was actually pretty solid true and Bethesda is not known for yes. their combat. <laughs> yeah. That oh my gosh though no. That said, what's so cool about Fallout is the the vault tech system where like uh, you can you can the kind of slow the bats. Yeah, bats, yeah. You can slow down time a little bit to shoot at certain parts of the body. In a western, that would be 
awesome. Be kind of like a dead eye thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can get into shootouts with someone. They're both like using the bats to like. I'd be into that. That's pretty okay good. I'm trying to think what else they could do. There's a. There, I feel like there's room for. And they're they're clever over there. They'll come up with something cool. I think. Oh yeah. The other theory that I was reading was. <clears throat> Because each of them are not necessarily Bethesda in-house projects. They're also, you know, it does Doom and yeah. Um, so it might not be Prey Bethesda is, itself. Uh, yeah. Arcane and with, I think they had Dishonored on there as well as one of the yeah. That's parks, also Arcane as well. Is somebody was saying by process of elimination they've already revealed what it is they're going to talk about and that is Evil Within and um, oh crap what's the other one that so you're thinking Bethesda he's... publish. Um, so you think not new IP, but but possibly yeah like sequels sequel uh, to because Evil Within, which makes sense cause the timing with that, and there was one other one. I know, but the underconstruction makes me think it's something new. Th- like that's it's not what an I think IP. Too. I'm, like it's I'm something they haven't done before. That. Yeah, yeah. But I, Evil Within though has been talked about mm-hmm. showing up at E3. So it's it extremely be, possible. Maybe one is their new IP, and the other one is Evil Within. Yeah, this, absolutely. I wish I could remember and what that here, other one was. And here, actually, I think that's I think it's smart to go that way with Evil Within and then a new IP because the way Bethesda goes, they'll announce this game and then it's coming out in the fall. True. Like if they're yeah. if they're gonna pull out a, a Fallout Four again, it's gonna come out in the fall, and I feel like they would do that. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have talked about it last year. For Unless yeah. it's Skyrim Switch. They will. Well, they already have Skyrim. <laughs> they already have Skyrim on there. But I'm I'm excited about that. Shut up. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that whatever they're talking about is going to come out in the fall. Having two really big Skyrim-sized games going up in the fall against each other from the same developer, probably not going to happen. No, yeah. no. they so, won't compete with themselves yeah. that way. Yeah. But Evil Within, or something like that, differentiates mm-hmm. itself hugely from a massive open-world RPG. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. No. I also just want Doom 2 to show up. I know it's already on that that yeah. poster, but I really want Doom 2. Doom is so good. Do you well, play Doom, there, didn't you? I, I haven't. I have not played it yet. Oh, I want to, play though. I, I'm excited. Um, and Jared No has not played it. Was it uh, working I on... played the demo, and it's... I watched you play some of it. It's great. It looked fun. It's it... super fun. If it's ever on sale, like do yourself a favor and buy that game. I hate first-person shooters. Not hate them, but like for me, not, it's not for me. That game is awesome. Speaking of first-person shooters that are not for you, Call of Duty W We uh, was announced. W Wii. W Wii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> WW2, uh, the second yep. big one. No, no secret there. Yeah, yeah. it was gonna be World War Two. Josh and I talked a little bit about this. Yeah. just at work, and I think we both agree it looks like Call of Duty. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me. I, it's hard for me to be excited to be honest with you. Like I want it. Obviously, I, I would love for it to be amazing. Did you play the other ones? Uh, I played uh, Call of Duty. Three mm-hmm. and I played Modern Warfare, the first okay. one, and then I played Ghosts, um, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. <laughs> I've only played Call of Duty two, and I think that's honestly it. It's the only one I've ever played is Call of Duty two. How unfortunate think, is that? I think I played four, a little bit of four, and a little bit of Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare is four. I think four is, is it? Yeah, yeah. So you played Warfare, one. Whatever, maybe I just played one. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, what came out right after Modern Warfare? Uh, that was World at War. Oh, that's right. I played that one too. Yeah, World at War. I, played, I, I did, did play that. One. I don't know. Maybe I know I a lot played. about the franchise for having never played it before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So those um, are coming out. No surprise. Big, big whoop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, graphically it looks nice, but yeah. of course it does. The only thing that I that I've seen that has me, but slightly 
piqued my interest a little bit was supposedly there's going to be asymmetrical um, multiplayer modes of like one hmm. team is storming the beach of Normandy and the other team is uh, defending the beach of Normandy. And so like, okay. one team is at a slight disadvantage to the other team. And I was like, hmm. that's kind of interesting. Huh. Or, you know, that kind of that kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's that's somewhat different yeah, and that interesting. Is different. But yeah. that, that was, that's the only thing so far that yeah. um, that has kind of interested me about that, really, that I can think of. I have a lot of Nintendo stories, okay. so I want to do one more non-Nintendo story. Do it. Do this it. is this do is a story it. that I only want to talk about because it's like, really, you think this is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Analyst predicts mm-hmm. that a next-gen PlayStation system will launch next year. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I think 2019 I, is the earliest that we will see a new PlayStation I system. Think but we'll get more into that. If, also. I think we have to, yeah. if we rethink what next-gen means, if it's like a Scorpio-sized update, he's saying maybe. He's saying PlayStation 5. Yeah, but that might not mean the same thing. PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 might not mean the same thing as PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 anymore. Yeah. We just don't know what that means nowadays. So this is kind of going... I'll, I'll go more in-depth with this when we go into the Is Microsoft Doom. But usually, like, console generations will kind of escalate and escalate and escalate every year. Like, they're growing and growing and growing. And then it kind of tapers off and they start to go down in sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're actually already reaching that peak with yeah. the, with this with these yeah. systems. Mm-hmm. So a new console generation coming out sooner, I say is more likely. I sure. think next year's too soon. I don't know. Yeah, I would say I, I, I think you said 2019 at the earliest. That was me. Yeah. That was you. That's yeah. what I think as well. cuz you get into murky territory there with them having announced games already for the PS4 like Death Stranding that most likely yeah. isn't coming out till 2019, 2020. And then people have said, oh, it's a PlayStation 5 game. And Kojima said, no, it's a PlayStation yeah. 4 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. at least Kojima, he's somebody that I would absolutely take his word on that kind of thing. Because yeah. he's so, you know, yeah. headstrong. And he, and not only that, but he has such a strong relationship with Sony that also, he, 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 would he probably already knows what the PlayStation 5 is going to mm-hmm. be. Because they've been yeah. talking to him, hey, what do you want in the PlayStation 5? <laughs> yeah. Like to do with every developer or every uh, generation they talk about, how they talk about developers about this yeah. stuff. He is absolutely one of those developers. So he's going to have a say in it. It's, again, 2019... What's funny about that actually? It's even then, 2019. It's released. I don't know if Death Stranding will even be out by then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. even then, maybe like 2020 or something like that. If we're going so, into that, or or to your point of like it's backwards compatible. Right. It is a PS4 game, but it's also, also a PS5 that. game. Mm-hmm. So d- does Sony just ride out the PS4 Pro for another three years, two years, three years? I think it honestly depends on how well Scorpio does. I think. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that mm, that's a good point. When you think about a generation of consoles, usually it's a new type of media not really backwards compatible, mm-hmm. something huge in, in definition or something like that. But now as we're kneeling, everything is 4K and there's not really anywhere to go from there. I think the the word generation might go out the window and I think PlayStation 5 might just be PS4 Pro Pro mm-hmm. where it's not really that big of a gap anymore. In, so I think we might see something a little more, more powerful than PS4 Pro that could be called the 5, but it really doesn't mean the same thing as it used to mean. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up with the story, though, that kind of brings some credence to it. This analyst is the same analyst who predicted the PS4 Pro and Slim release dates and the fact that those were coming. So he okay. has some... So he's a garbage man. He's a garbage <laughs> man. <laughs> he's a liar. Uh, sticking on PS4, you guys, PS4 has shipped 60 million units. God. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. 
There's so many units, and of course that is shipped, not sold to consumers. But basically, the last thing we heard some sold was like fifty-six million or something like that. Yeah, but they're they're close to sixty. Um, I, I can't imagine, I imagine they like, hold on to inventory of PlayStations for that long. Yeah. yeah, they must have a good idea of how many they're going to need to yeah. sell. Oh, I'd imagine they have. Uh, they have Sony. I think again has had like record profits. They met their goal. That's what they expected to sell was at sixty million. <clears throat> um, but they are kind of. They've already announced that they're tempering their expectations for the upcoming year, yeah. fiscal year. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, so like we know we're not going to sell as many this next. Which time. is more reason why PS Five will be coming soon. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense too that they're gearing more towards like PS Four exclusive games. Yeah. yeah. Like there are so many coming yep. out yeah. in the near future. Uh, it's it's crazy, and awesome. And I mean, I also PS4 though does not hold a candle to the Switch sales that were announced. Yeah, two point seven four million Look in less than a month. Look at that. That's my new story. That's, that's I think that's and how many games are on it. There's, I want to. There's actually a lot, of games? <laughs> there's a lot of games on it. I'm going to list all the games I not like. I only have two, and I only plan to get two until Mario Odyssey comes out, but. There arms? are a lot out there. So, yeah, I mean, right now I have Zelda, Mario Kart. I think those are the two obvious ones. But I also have Wonder Boy. <laughs> I have uh, Mr. Shifty. I have uh, Fast RMX. I have Snipper Clips. I've got uh, Graceful Explosion Machine. You've got one to Switch. I got one to Switch. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many of these do you regret? <laughs> Only one to Switch. <laughs> and then other games that I have thought about buying, you but I haven't pass. bought. Did you say Snake oh, Pass? I, no, I have Snake Pass as well. I want to get Lego City Undercover. Oh, I've heard. I've heard that's a good, good game. I, I want to get the Binding um, of Isaac. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a, quite a few games on there. Yeah. They're not big games like that's Zelda and Mario Kart. Yeah. But Arms is coming up pretty soon. Splatoon's gonna be up pretty soon after that. Mario Odyssey, Skyrim. <laughs> it's got a good year ahead of it, but it sold really, really well. Their estimation was two million units for the month of March, and yeah. they sold <clears throat> they they sold twenty five percent more. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that'd be fifty percent more actually. Yeah, would be yeah, 50%, just a little yeah. Over. You're still over fifty percent more. That's really impressive. I think that's a, a great sign for Nintendo because if, if we don't have numbers for April yet, but if they did two point seven four million in March, they're probably closer to about you know three and a half four million right now. So they're doing really solid, I think. What I think is interesting though in this, Ooh. there's not the Wii U version and Switch version for Breath of the Wild combined. Just the Switch version sold mm. twenty thousand more units yeah. than the Switch did. Yep. What? Uh, that's crazy. Because people. I mean, that makes sense. Like, it sense yeah. in terms of, oh, I'll get the game and I'll get the system later. Or yeah, exa- I think that's exactly know. the reason why. I think that, and also people who have said, okay, I'm going to buy the collector's edition and you know, ah. a regular copy of the game as well. Mm. Yep. But I think the main thing, the the main one there is what I absolutely right there. People who bought Zelda and could not get a Switch. Mm-hmm. So that's an extremely good sign. Think, for... Maybe like they pre-ordered the collector's edition, but then they couldn't get the Switch to go with it. Yeah. Well, think think about though, like when PS4 came out. I don't think people were like buying Killzone, Jetfall, <laughs> you know, Jetfall, yeah. just to hold on to it until they could get their PS4. Right. Yeah. I don't think that happened. So well, this, this is, is a really a strong... bit different scenario. This is no, like, I know, yeah, I know. If Sony had held on to The Last of Us and yeah. waited a year to no, release it on no, PlayStation I, I, But that's what I'm saying. This is still a good sign. It's different. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. is different because it's a really good sign for Nintendo that there's a lot of hype and demand around that game, which will bring people to the console. Yeah. So question. Yeah. Um, c- coming back to this fact of Zelda came out. That's why it's selling a lot right now. Considering right now, all that we know of. Splatoon, um, Mario Odyssey coming out and everything. Do you think that that will 
eventually go downhill when it's oh well Zelda there won't be another one for four or five years. I think it's a good question because I think what's something to note it's selling really well. The Wii sold this well, and the Wii U sold this well yeah, around yeah. this time frame. So that, that's the only thing is if. And granted, they said they had they're gonna have a big E three. I hope they do. We'll get to that. But um, that uh, the only other thing to look forward to as somebody who doesn't have a Switch, the only two games that I would get if I had one are Zelda and Mario Odyssey. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So if yeah. if that remains to be it. Then I, you know, they might be in for uh... it. This is what I kind of think Nintendo's going to start doing. I think at like E3, we won't really hear, we'll only really hear about things that are coming out in 2018. I don't think they're going to talk about that much new stuff coming out in 2017. Yeah. Unless it's like uh, Pokemon, like, is coming out like later this year. Like, something that's not quite in their control, mm-hmm. or it's something where, like, we're going to release virtual console titles of these big games that are going to mm-hmm. bring an audience, or more Wii U ports. But I don't see any really big Switch games coming out this year mm-hmm. beyond what's sort of been announced. So I think what they talk about E3 will be next year's games. I think the trend is they're going to talk about, hey, here's what's coming out this year. There's not going to be too much of, you know, two years down the line or a year down the line are going to see this game. It's going to be kind of, here's what's close in the near vicinity and hope that kind of attracts enough people coming in. So I think this year they have it down. I think it depends on how big of an audience like the Animal Crossing game is going to bring, how big of an audience the Metroid game, like two games that are rumored to be coming, like how big of an audience will that bring will determine how well it's going to sell next year. But the, the it's not, in this case, like if you go back to the whole Wii U, Wii U sold this well, but you can go into a store and buy one pretty easily because they overmade those. They're mm-hmm. under-making the Switches, which is leading to more demand. I Under-making, I don't think, is actually a fair term. They sold a, a lot more than they planned on selling, <laughs> so they're really not under-making these things. I think the momentum is going to keep it going, and the games next year are going to ultimately determine the longevity of it. Yeah. Well, one more point. Sorry, and I'll... Sure. I'll, but uh, the, the, la- the, mar- the launch in March was really smart, too, because they got this m- momentum with Zelda and Mario Kart coming out in close vicinity, two games that will attract people to the system. We still have Mario coming in the fall, and then fall also is where the systems sell generally better anyway. Yeah. So they have a strong, strong sales in March that never happened with consoles. No console sells 2.7 million units or 3 million units in March. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen unless it's your launch, of course. So they're starting good. I think they're going to end well, too. Yeah. The only thing that I would, that personally I, I'm slightly more pessimistic about is that they, they have Mario, they have Zelda, and Smash. Yeah. Outside of that, they've almost killed every other franchise. Like Metroid, Star Fox... Donkey All these Kong. that yeah, mm. uh, I think there'll be another Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Tropical had a free, good, yeah. Tropical Freeze was pretty well oh, received. Well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, um, they had had recent Donkey Kong but games. It, there fine. are these huge games that do have big fan bases that are like, why don't you make this? And it you know it it just drives me nuts that they they are not listening to what a, a good portion okay. of people want. So I I think that also goes to the fact that. This is also kind of a handheld system, despite the fact they released a 2DS, which we'll also get to that <laughs> yeah. in a second. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about it. I I'm not. Cool. Yeah, I think it's I cool. I think it's dumb. But that's I, just me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are entitled to that opinion. And that is an opinion, not fact. My opinion is fact. <laughs> oh, and that is, oh, is that awesome. right? Your opinion just trumps mine. All right, <laughs> Mr. Show Host. I see how it is say the here. Word trumps. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mr. Dictator over here. <laughs> so. 
because it's a handheld system as well, you're going to see a lot of these really big handheld franchises coming over here as well, which will also attract people to come over. So I think that it might not because of the 2DS. That's where I think... So, let's talk about this. So they announced the new 2DS yeah. XL. Mm-hmm. They also announced that they're going to have a bunch of 3DS support going forward too, and they said there's a lot of unreleased or unannounced 3DS games we're going to have yeah. at E3. Mm-hmm. This is where I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. I completely disagree because this is this is the same behavior that they have done at the end of every single handheld gaming transition. When the when the Game Boy Advance to the DS came out. They released the Game Boy Micro in 2005, a year after the DS had come out. They Do you had know Zelda- anyone who had a Game Boy, Game Boy Micro? No, but the point <laughs> is, is that who's going to buy into a 2DS XL? If no one's buying it, then it goes to the Switch. I don't think people are going to buy it. There was a Zelda game that came out in 2005, a year after the DS, only on the Game Boy, not on the DS. So this is... Not, this is not unusual territory for Nintendo to be in, and the DS sold extremely well. Here's here's That's, the difference that I think is yeah. the key thing in this, is you release the Switch. It's a portable system that you can also play on your screen. Yeah. And we're, what, two months into its life cycle? Hey, here's a new portable system that you can now buy. Yeah, and I think it, that's what they should market. It, they should market. This is a portable system you can take all your shit with. But they have come out and said, like, very explicitly, this is a home console yeah. that you can also take not, on the go. Not only which that. Is different than portable system, which you can also put on the When screen. talking about the mm. 3DS line, they basically said the, the reason the 3DS line is still going to exist, and this is right from Nintendo's mouth, this is not like speculation, they said the Switch is about sharing experiences, and they believe that a portable system is about your own personal experiences. So the 2DS is going to fit, in their philosophy, will fit into that mindset. I agree with you guys in the sense that the 2DS will not sell as well as as they would like it to. I think it'll barely sell. I mean, I don't know. If most people already sell. have a 3DS. I don't think they should sell it. Yeah, that's the I thing. I think is... they should say your Switch is your portable system. You yeah. don't need a 3DS anymore. Because why not just Fuck take 3DS support? Your... Put it on the Switch. Yeah, just go 3DS. Mm-hmm. We're bringing you know that stuff over to the Switch. Granted, yeah, it's going to be the Switch is still three hundred dollars though. This is one forty. There's not been a portable system that's been successful at three hundred dollars or close to. But who's going to buy that now that doesn't already have a 3ds? Yeah. Uh, my brother. He seriously. He's just got a 2ds last Christmas. Even though the Switch was coming out, he still got a 2ds. That's still a thing. People are still going to buy these systems. Also, that 2ds was like ninety nine bucks with a game as well. Sure. Yeah. That's nice. So I agree. It's not going to sell super well, but. They're putting it out there because they want a lower cost offering. I also think they want to get rid of the non-new versions of the 3DS lines. But this is the new new 2DS XL. Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's, 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 there, it's odd. The DS, the DS Lite, the what, 3DS, 3DS XL, 3, new 3DS XL, 2DS, 2DS, the new 2DS, 2DS XL. XL. Now... They're also not to go to the whole like. Uh, That's like what eight, almost eight systems in mm-hmm. one thing. They're also not supporting the 3ds anymore, or into 2018 they're not going to support the 3ds anymore in terms of support, like for technical support and stuff like that. So they're already kind of pushing some of those away. There is a, <laughs> there is literally an article, an article on IGN called Nintendo will continue to support 3ds in 2018. 
yes for games but the i read also that like if you wanted to call in and say i have an issue with my 3ds not new 3ds 3ds oh original 3ds yes See, they won't have support options conventions okay. stupid cool yeah I think this kind of goes back to one of my major gripes about Nintendo is, so, when the 3DS launched or whatever, they're like, 3D, it's the future, it's here, it's now, it's so cool, and now they're like, screw that stuff, we're not doing 3D anymore, get rid of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just... In Nintendo's defense... (sighs) Everyone in the world did that. True. Too. They, they, like, no, that's PlayStation fair. had the PlayStation 3D TV, yeah. and every game coming out was like stereoscopic 3D, and now they're like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing has 3D. The remasters yeah. of these games don't even have the 3D in it. But mm-hmm. even with like the Wii U, they're like, it's this new controller. This new controller so yes, cool. Yes, I agree with you it's on that. It's so great. It's the future of games. And they themselves had nothing planned. So and have to take then it was of like, ah, oh, well, that failed. You know, and so I. What, I, I'm a pessimist when it comes to Nintendo. I'm mm-hmm. throwing that out there right now. Yep. Like, and I loved Nintendo as a child, and I would love Nintendo to do well. I would love. love they them. are doing well. It, well, relatively right now. They are. Uh, doing well we right don't now. know if they will be soon. They had a great launch. They had a great launch. Let me just be. All right, so Nintendo is even in the Wii U era. Yes, the Wii U did not sell very well. They were still profitable that entire time. They never reported losses. So why that does this often. not spell doom for Nintendo for you? But Microsoft's current situation spells doom for Microsoft. Because for you. Microsoft has an is has an easier play to get out of the market. They have a whole another segment of the company to to rely on. They can just abandon consoles. But and they're more, more successful than Nintendo in the games market. So why would that be doom for them? Because they're also not making Microsoft. I don't think makes as much money off the games that Nintendo does. Nintendo also makes a shit ton of money off of like Virtual Console. They they sell a lot of games per per console. I don't think many people are buying that many games on their Xbox Ones, in terms of like exclusive games that are for Xbox One. That's a my my Doom scenario with Microsoft. We'll get into this. Is more of a longer term. Like it's not they're going to be out in the next five years, but of the consoles that are out right now, they're more likely to leave. Nintendo will keep fighting to stay in the market because that's the only thing they do. Also, the 3DS did not sell badly. It sold, I think it's around, it's between 60 and 70 million units. Probably above 70 million units now, actually. 3DS did very well. My other point to go along with... So they, with they have good systems. On Holden's side of this is they also are popular in both the American and Japanese market. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft, only America. I think I'm pretty got... much done for news stories if you just want to jump into this. I mean, there's like... I had the the 2DS Dragon Quest battle, the new 2DS. Have yeah, you guys seen that one? That's super cool. Um, oh, and then the sorry. Dragon Quest PlayStation Four looks cool. That's it. One thing that I'd like to bring out because I haven't talked to you about it, Chad. I know yeah. I've talked to Holden about this. Mm-hmm. Um, when are you guys having these secret conversations? Yeah, we talked about you, Roger. I have one more Chad the other day. Yeah. Okay, um, well let Josh talk. No, <laughs> Jesus, Holden. Um, I'm saying I don't move out of news quite yet, but you go, Josh. A game that's recently come to my attention that looks really interesting and. It, it could definitely fail miserably. Um, is I've talked to you about it. Hellblade, mm-hmm. Senua's yes. Sacrifice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, game Informer just did, it was their cover story for this last month. And this game looks super interesting to me. It's um, by Ninja Theory, the guys who did uh, DMC, the newest Devil May Cry, um, Enslaved, uh, Heavenly Sword. Metroid Other M, was that them? It might have been. So there was like Ninja Theory, which like, 
it was Tobinabu uh, Itagaki did, like ran it and everything, but then he was quickly shunned out of it. It traded hands to somewhere else, and now it's this new team. So this gotcha. new team had nothing to do with that. Oh, sorry, um, I was thinking Team Ninja. Or Team Ninja. That's right. That's yeah. that's what I'm getting mixed up. Itagaki was Team Ninja. Ninja Theory is something different. Yep. Anyway, um, it's the, their kind of goal or whatever. The um, lead designer on it is super um, intrigued by mental illness and the perception of psychosis in the current um, society and everything. And, um, so this game you play as, uh, Senua, who her, uh, she's a Celtic warrior whose village is, uh, pillaged and destroyed by Vikings, and she has a mental breakdown because of it, uh, as most people would, I would think, um, and she struggles with psychosis, and, um, she hears things, she sees things, and she's going on this journey to, um, find the people who did this to her family and, uh, village and everything, but uh, the intriguing thing is, is they are self-publishing it on their own, PlayStation 4 exclusive, it might be on PS, PS, uh, PC as well, I don't know if it is or not, but I know it's on PS4, digital only, $30 um, is the, the price tag for it. it. The tone that they've equated it to is that of The Revenant, if you've seen that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so very slow-paced, like absolute suffering-like stuff. But they partnered with a um, a psychiatrist uh, who specializes in psychosis and like dementia and stuff to make everything as realistic as possible. And they brought in people who um, some who still struggle with it and some who have been cured of their psychosis. Just sit them in front of this and say how how realistic or true is this? Is this something that's offensive? Would be perceived as offensive yeah. or um, in that kind of capacity and. Man, it looks really, really interesting. Um, I have a feeling we'll probably see more of it at E3. Because um, I think they said it's, it's coming out in the fall. The fall or um, close to Christmas time. And it looks really interesting. Uh, um, and at least when they talk about it, they're super passionate about it. And just that idea of um, you know exposing an issue uh, through video games isn't something that I really can't think of that I've seen before. Um, at least. So it, it sounds really cool to me. It's something, obviously, they're taking a huge risk. Yeah. Um, but part of the reason that they uh, are publishing it themselves is they didn't want a publisher stepping in and saying, hey, well, if you're going to have this in there, you got to have multiplayer. Right. Or, yeah. hey, you guys want to have this particular moment, you got to have this kind of thing. So it's, they're doing it all on their own. Um, looks really good. Looks really interesting. Um, but something to you know keep your eye on. Because it yeah. could, could become something huge, potentially, down the line. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I hope we see more of that at, like, E3 this year. Yeah. I, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm assuming so. But, yeah, we'll see. Holden, read us your last news story. Oh, it's a quick one. Uh, Nintendo says they're not going to have a big event at E3 yeah. this year. They're going to no do... No big E3. Yeah, they're going to do... Well, that's the same thing they've done every year. They'll just do a Nintendo Direct show that they've always done. So, yeah. I think it's interesting. Notable. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. Wait, I thought they said they were going to have a huge E3. They're going to have a huge E3 with the content that's there. They're not going to have like a press conference in yeah. the traditional like, oh, Microsoft. Oh, so it'll be like last way. year where they have like the streams or whatever. Yeah. Like the last, like I think since 2013 they've been I think doing it. since they unveiled yeah. the Wii U and they, like, hey, we're sorry. It, it, the Vitality think, Center. Uh, so <laughs> they, they say the reason they do it is that it lets them be more in touch with their fans because they can be like online 
seeing the reaction live as opposed oh. to being on a stage. Okay. I think it makes sense, but I think the real reason is that it's, it's it costs a lot less money. Yeah. yeah. To, to take people from Japan yeah. to Los Angeles. Put and that money towards having that. booths and things at yeah. E3 that makes people sense. actually play the that games. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Really interesting. So I think that Chad was pushing me to talk about this Microsoft is is doomed thing, which I don't... Yeah. I'm not... I, I'm going to clarify. It's not that Microsoft is doomed. I think that the message to take from this is that this year is super important to Microsoft. If the Scorpio does not do well, then yeah, I think that they're in trouble. So we'll kind of have to see what the, re- the reaction is going to be. But I, ha- I have some numbers. You're about to say something, Josh. Yeah. Oh, I was just curious as to what your thoughts the Scorpio is. Oh, what we think of the Scorpio? So we've talked about this in, in I think a... we're both pretty much in agreement on this, too. The Scorpio? Yeah. I want to see what it looks like, but I think that... I, I guess my concern is that it seems really powerful and very like, the whole, like... the the custom board based on the imperfections of the CPU. And I'm like, it sounds really expensive. Yeah. And I'm concerned mm. that this is going to be more than $400. I think $400 is the sweet spot. They don't hit that. Not going to be very good. But the teraflops. But the teraflops. <laughs> but the teraflops are going to matter if, if a developer <laughs> is going to make a game multi-platform and it's going to be on PS4 Pro anyway. Those extra two teraflops don't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything at all. So I'm I'm just not convinced this is going to be a good hit for Microsoft. Yeah, we're I pretty much just come down to, cool. Show me the games. Show me why they matter on Scorpio. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's what yeah. E3 needs to be for that Scorpio. Makes sense. The, so sense. digital the guys at uh, Digital Foundry who got to see the Scorpio and showed showed off the, the specs and all that ahead of time said that they got to see the box and that there are surprises that big surprises that we have no idea about. Yeah, I hmm. I can't imagine what that would be. It's going to be a system that plugs into a television and has a controller. Yeah. <laughs> like, what gigantic surprises. But you can run your cable through it. <laughs> Do you think they'll oh have a VR element? Yes. They said they're going to support VR. They oh, also they did. said okay. that they aren't going to be specific to one device. And I think that means that... Because they, they're like, they, they don't want to have one specific partnership. I think it's going to be more plug-and-play like Windows 10 is. Technically, oh. Xbox runs Windows 10. Right. So you, that's you, a smart work move with, on their part. It would work with like the Vive and the Oculus Rift. That's what my assumption kind of is. Stuff. But it won't work with the PlayStation VR, which I know is that. And I don't mean that as a joke, but I mean that as that's the cheapest VR headset that you could buy. Yeah. And yeah. the Oculus is definitely not, and the Vive is absolutely not the cheapest. Yeah. Although, was Oculus like around a thousand? I think it's like I think Oculus six hundred for oh, the Oculus okay. and the touch controllers, which is not. I mean, if you're getting PSVR, you got to pay five hundred bucks. To get the headset, the camera, the move controllers. Mm-hmm. That's that's not too far away. Yeah. As long as more, the insta- can more install base for PlayStation, though. That's true. It's yeah. just it's easier. Uh, yeah, so we're both pretty much on the the. What does this matter? I, of course, with third party games, it's going to be lowest common denominator, so it's not yeah. going to look any different on Scorpio, or right. maybe very marginally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the first party is where they're going to push that thing yeah. to its limits like and I'm that's sure, what they don't have right now I'm sure the Halo 6 games. games will look great but that's not coming until next year because exactly. they've already said it's not coming until next year <laughs> Crackdown they've already shown it off it can't look that much better on Scorpio two years ago yeah they just shown it a long Jesus, time ago yeah they did and let's see they have practically no other exclusive games yeah so this is where I think they're holding their cards close to their chest they have chest, scale and bound. it's gonna oh. like <laughs> freaking explode <laughs> at E3 and say yeah. this is all the shit that we've been hiding from you they sh- they need to do that. But he- here's my here- here's the thing though. I think if they're taking that mentality of 
we're going to wait to show off all this stuff to make the Scorpio launch better. It basically means because they know the Xbox One is hopeless. Yeah. And if they, yeah, if they talk is. about these games as like, this is for Xbox One, this is for Xbox One, it doesn't mean as much when it gets announced later on. Also coming to Scorpio. It just, it'll feel like it's all tied together with the Xbox One branding, which I think is, at this point, cursed. Do you think that, though, makes the Scorpio somewhat of a footnote or like a like a subtitle to a title? Like, this is coming out on Xbox One and the Scorpio. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if it'll have as much, which would be stupid if a game was exclusive to the Scorpio. But just they saying, said they're not going to do that. It, but saying, yeah. like, this is on Xbox One and the Scorpio, I feel like that wouldn't entice me as much to get a Scorpio if I already have an Xbox exactly. One. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Right. Like, for, for example, the PS4 Pro came out, and I was like, that's cool. Maybe someday if I have a 4K TV, I'll think about it. Yeah, you the know? only reason that I'm considering is for VR. The, which that also makes there, sense. But, yeah. but also, it was also the same price as the PlayStation 4 was yeah. at launch. So it wasn't this astronomical thing. Mm-hmm. There were rumors saying that this could cost up to $700. I don't believe that one. But the fact that there's talk about it going yeah. up that high means yeah. that there's a smoke, there's fire. The, the executive team of Microsoft is still figuring out what this cost is going to be, and it's at the higher end of the spectrum. Mm. So, not yeah. looking too forward to that. So, I guess I'm, I'm, I have my numbers up here. I basically made uh, a list or charts of each game console when they launched, which started as a like year one. Like, this is the first year of that console, then year two, year three, year four. Ah. And kind of compared them for their launches. Because, like, Xbox 360, Wii, and PS3 did not come out the same exact year. But for the sake of this, like, seeing year one, year two, year three to kind of see how they stacked against each other uh, kind of year by year. I thought it was interesting, and there's a pretty, there's a pretty obvious trend. I'm gonna pass it around so you guys can see. But essentially, let me pull up. So I'm gonna show you guys like Generation Seven first. If you wanna just pull generation it up there. Seven is generation current is is last generation. So that was 360, okay. PS3, and and the Wii. Uh, the Wii outsold everything. Yeah. But again, like mm-hmm. the 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 PS3 and the Xbox 360 were very close neck and neck. Mm-hmm. They were about 50% market share almost every year. So it was a pretty even split each time. What's I think important to note about that is because the PS3 caught up, or was, uh, was sorry, it was sold a year later, they caught up. So they had a better momentum mm-hmm. over the, that time frame. They sold more consoles in a shorter time frame. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the momentum was there for, for Sony. This is so nerdy that you made this spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) In your free time, I'm going to make a spreadsheet comparing... Hey, I like numbers. Um, (laughs) So, I thought that was notable. That was interesting. I'm going to pull up Generation 8. They're still seeming in the draft graphs I have here, showing off, like, the trend of it going up. But you'll kind of see that Xbox One is doing a lot worse than the PS3. Like, their trajectories... PS4's trajectory is a lot higher, rising than the Xbox Ones. And their market share is at 33% as opposed to 50% from before. So they've lost a lot. It seems like there's more consoles being sold in total than there were in the last generation, year on year. Most of those are going to to PlayStation. So they're collecting a bigger market Mm -hmm. of gamers. And I guess the point that I'm looking at and the way I'm looking at it is that Online gaming had really started to become a thing with 360 and PS3, yeah. Yeah. but because it wasn't as important on PS3, I don't think people cared as much going into this generation saying, oh, i got to keep my trophies, i got to keep my achievements, i got to keep yeah. my gamer score. I think it's going to matter a lot more this time. 
this time around. And since that momentum is already built up with PlayStation, even from PlayStation 3 going into PlayStation 4, the momentum was already better than Microsoft. They're just positioned a lot a, a lot more strongly. Ex- give a look, Chad. Yeah, I. one thing I do notice here is that I think PS4 is the exception to the rule in this scenario. You think? Because if we look at year four and generation seven and year four and generation eight, it's about the same number of consoles for Microsoft Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And I think PS4 is for some reason just taking off crazy well. I guess because that's the because the, they're the, it's because Microsoft's attracting the same people that are kind of coming in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's and, that same and PlayStation is expanding to new Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. They're they're PlayStation is expanding to new you know new uh, new gaming franchises, new just new types of gamers coming into that. Where since they're attracting more people coming in, they have the it's all about the advantage going into the next generation. And they have that advantage because they've attracted more people. They've gotten kind of good karma with, mm-hmm. with gamers, if you will, just yeah. from the Xbox One fiasco when that was released. Yeah. And Microsoft hasn't recovered. Mm-hmm. So, again, like it's not that Microsoft's doomed, but they're, they're, they're in this situation now where they have the same users, really, they've had the entire time since the 360 era is what it looks like. They're not building it up too much. They don't have exclusive games to, yeah. to differentiate mm-hmm. themselves. And they're talking about releasing this really awesome, expensive console later on in the year. If that thing flops, I just don't see it doing too well. Mm-hmm. Now, in talking with you guys I, uh, before the podcast, I'd mentioned that Xbox sold less consoles last year than it did the year before, which seemed bad because that's when Xbox One S came out, which right. that should have increased their sales. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because Scorpio was coming out next year, people were people holding, holding off. Yeah. Yeah. But on top of it, what changes that, though... PS4 had the same decline, practically the same percentage in decline, meaning mm-hmm. that the whole market just kind of went yeah. down. Mm-hmm. So there, that means that the PS4 and um, Pro and the PS4 Slim also didn't attract a whole new generation mm-hmm. uh, of people coming in, into the system. So we're kind of at that peak now. Yeah. So maybe PS5 coming in, you know, next year isn't super unrealistic. So again, it kind of goes back to the whole thing again. Three Scorpio is coming back, is coming out a year before PlayStation Five, just like Three Sixty came out a year before PlayStation Three. PlayStation Three didn't have momentum, but got it up pretty quickly after yeah. a bad launch. PlayStation has that momentum now. I, I just, I don't know. To me, it looks like they're going to do a lot better if they can sell a cheaper console next year, if that is true. But all we know right now is that Scorpio is coming out this year, and they don't have the momentum. They don't seem to have games. I don't and, think, and it's in. I guess in the long term, if that continues, they're not getting new. Uh, uh, they're not getting new gamers coming in. They're not selling as as many consoles. Developers aren't going to want to make games for them, and that's just continues that downward decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that they are doing poorly by any means. I wish they're doing poorly. No, yeah. they're as I mean, as we kind of compare those side by side, they're on track at the 360 generation, which we considered a success at the time as well. Yeah. Right. I think that. There are two things that might happen. One, Scorpio comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't do well. They don't have a bunch of games for it. And then it flops. And they have to go back to the drawing board. And it's like, all right, whatever's next, coming out two, three years from now, we've really got to radically change everything about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's scenario one. Mm-hmm. And then that that next generation, that's the one that it really all hinges on if they yeah. decide to stay in the game or not. Mm-hmm. I think the second scenario is Xbox Scorpio gets announced. And people see, okay, that's a super specced out version of something that I don't need. 
I've been kind of waiting to see what it is, and I realized, you know what, Xbox One S is enough for me, and there'll Get be a that. surge in One S is being sold. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they'll have games to support it as well, mm-hmm. and they'll just kind of be right on track to where they need to be. They won't. They there's no way they're catching up to PlayStation this generation. No, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, no they, they know that I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but then either way, I think they radically rethink the next generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, makes um, that makes sense. One of them makes them have to be like, this is make or break, or we're either staying stagnant or we're growing. Yeah, I think those are the two scenarios we'll see come out of hopefully right after. Yeah. I think we're in agreement then that like they're not doomed right, right now. now. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get their act together, they they could be depending yeah. on what happens. And yeah. I think the other problem that Microsoft runs into are similar somewhat to Nintendo but different are the games. Yeah. Right. Like Nintendo has super strong first party like everybody wants Zelda. You know, that came out that was yeah. a huge uproarious thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um PlayStation has so much. I mean, oh, recently yeah. Persona, Horizon, Horizon is the first big exclusive like explosive original IP that yeah. we've seen this mm-hmm. generation and, and totally deserves it. I fucking love that game. Neo, which was exclusive, yep, smaller audience, but even Resident Evil, it's on both systems, but it's on VR on on PlayStation. Yeah. Like it is better on PlayStation. Yep. Um and I mean, even this year, rumors that God of War, Spider Man, and possibly Days Gone are all coming out this year. Maybe if yeah. not this year, early next year. I mean, those are huge, huge games mm-hmm. and drastically different. You know, they don't hinge on like Microsoft these shooters. Their successful franchises are Halo, Gears of War, and I, I think, think that's mm-hmm. it. I think what really hurt them yeah. too is that their Xbox One installations of both of those things were... If Gears of War 4 came out and went, mm-hmm. Gears Halo 5 came out and did not review well. People didn't like it. Yeah. It might have had the best multiplayer, but the story-wise, single-player, all that kind of stuff, people panned it. I think so they're two things that they rely on Mm-hmm. tanked yeah. Call of Duty now has partnerships with PlayStation for exclusive content and the the games they had that were new IPs that were supposed to attract something unique ReCore didn't yeah. get yeah. reviewed well or sell well mm-hmm. since Overdrive reviewed very well I don't remember it selling no, super it super well crazy. but and even Insomniac said they're like with it, with or without Microsoft Sunset Overdrive is continuing so mm-hmm. it sounds like they're abandoning Microsoft entirely and just probably going multi-platform yeah. if not Sony's got a good relationship with them for Spider-Man. Maybe they just move yeah. in, you know, get cozy up to Sony, you know. So yeah, and... they've just got to work on those games. Yeah, it definitely. It wasn't as big of a thing. Like, having exclusive first-party games was al- has always kind of been Sony's strong point. Definitely. Especially definitely. last generation. And... It's been the strong point of any successful console. Yeah. Also a good point, yeah. yeah. And the thing with Sony, too, is they have stuff coming already come out fairly soon they have stuff coming out super soon stuff that's down the line and just way 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 down the line that they've already you know talked about i mean we have the last of us 2 mm-hmm. which that initial Electric trailer Google. just <laughs> drew oh man i was had shivers up and on down my spine yep, i can't yep. wait I can, cannot wait that's probably what 2019 now that Zelda's out that's the most anticipated game going forward um, is that game death stranding is another one that's like in the pipe People are super excited about it, and for good reasons, coming out way down the line. But we've got, like I said, God of War, Spider-Man, yep. this kind of stuff. Sucker Punch is probably working on something crazy. Maybe yep. another Infamous, maybe something original. We don't know. Um, that's also huge. Again, it's you know, 
Nintendo, all we know is Zelda just came out, Mario's down the line, probably some kind of Super Smash or whatever. Microsoft, they have a Halo and a Gears down the line. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that we know. most recent installments didn't do well. Yeah. I think that's what kind of maybe differentiates Nintendo and Xbox in those two scenarios is that Nintendo, regardless of their console sales and things like mm-hmm. that, their core titles that they release are always smash hits. Yep. Unless and, they're like Star Fox Zero. Unless <laughs> they're Star Fox Zero. <laughs> or a Kirby game. Or, or so, you know, <laughs> something else. But if it's generally, if it's Mario or Zelda. It reviews amazingly well and sells super well. Yep. So, you know, good on them for that, for sure. Yep. But, yeah, Microsoft, it's just... And I, and I heard decent things about um, Gears of War 4. Some people enjoyed the story and stuff like that. But it wasn't explosive. It wasn't right. amazing. I also was more of the same. Like, it's just Gears of War. Yeah, right. It looks better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got to really shake something up in terms of the content. Because I think that's one of the most important things is content. What can I get on this system besides the system itself? Well, there's always an innovation point for these companies. They have to innovate in some way to differentiate themselves. And I think what happened with Microsoft is their innovation was... One entertainment device for everything. Mm-hmm. You have your, de- you know, your t- cable plugging in here, as well as all the games, and that innovation point plummeted. I was like, well, fuck, we've yeah. got to find something else. They just haven't found that next thing. Yeah, without the games, it's not gonna, it's not gonna um, turn out very well. You were in our in our chat uh, about Scorpio announcement. You had mentioned that maybe they're not gonna have exclusive games, but they'll have things like game systems that can only exist yeah so like oh kind of like the nemesis system exactly where exactly the, the ex- next gen systems it had it but the 360 and ps3 didn't exactly right. the scenario chad brought up yeah and i think that's the kind of thing that they should be looking for because i don't think they're going to have the exclusive games it's just not going to happen with their install base oh, so you might man. be able to get some exclusive like content inside of there that because of the power of this console could only exist but who's going to be developing for that? You know what I mean? Like they they can they can fund it with their own money, oh, right? And, yeah, and push it and, that way and hope it attracts more people. But and, I can't think of like Halo or Gears of War that would have some kind of crazy system that you know could only exist. You know, something as complex as the ne- Nemesis system. Well, you know, just kind of shift gears. I mean, Bayonetta two came out on the Wii U. That wasn't because they really wanted to make a Wii U game. Yeah. Right. It's because Nintendo gave them a pile of money and said, please make this on Wii U. Mm-hmm. You've already made up the money that you would have made up otherwise. That's what Microsoft has to do. They yeah. have to just give these developers piles of cash and mm-hmm. say, please, we need it right now. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but from what I've like read and stuff or rumors is Microsoft is super difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Sony is very much like, Here's the money. You kind of do whatever you want. Like, we'll come in whenever you need us kind of thing. Um, and that could be completely wrong. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. But at least it seems that way, especially with, like, Hideo Kojima, you know, coming from Konami and everything, kind of being freed from that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sony's willing to take risks on weird shit, like The Order. They were like, this, you know, it's super cool concept. And everything will yep. throw a bunch of money at it. It failed, granted, but hey, it was interesting. Yeah, you know, I played it. I was like, this is a fine game. To to bring it back to the whole, like Microsoft is 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 quote unquote doomed. Sure. What sales figures would this have to meet in order to do better? It would it have to be like, oh, this is now. It's not going to compete with PS4, but like, would mm-hmm. it have to be at that level? Would it have to stay consistent with the with the kind of 
you know trajectory that Xbox One's already been making? Does it do better than that trajectory? Like, where does because if it just meets where Xbox One has already been, is that a success for them? I guess I, maybe that makes the higher price point more justified because they'll they'll sell less units mm-hmm. but make more money off of it. Maybe they've even said they expect more people to buy the Xbox One S over the Scorpio. Yeah, I think Phil. I, I think that's a quote from Phil Spencer. So I'm sure the the expectation is it won't sell maybe as well but if it's in maybe a what 33 like, to 25 percent margin of one s maybe, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know about the margins and all that but I mean, like would would xbox one sales that current you know is that enough do you think to to say like oh they're good because they will know if it sells less yeah that mm-hmm. they did bad but if it kind of keeps the same pace yeah i think that's totally fine i mean compared with previous generations of consoles whether it's the 360 generation or the Xbox or Dreamcast Sega Genesis all that kind of stuff that's a they're at they're fine they're healthy they're at a good number right now mm-hmm. even if that's like all the generation did yet yeah, would be kind of on the the bad end but this generation is not over yeah. they've still got room to go if yeah. they were hovering around 13 million units like the Wii U yeah that's bad yeah but that's where they say no, Nintendo's Shit, great Nintendo's always good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's where they have to freak out and say, "Yeah, let's mm-hmm. we have to change something." Yeah. But yeah, I, even if they do kind of taper off or meet that or not quite meet it, I think that's a a fine standard to hit for this generation. So you keep bringing up that they have to do something. Nintendo, I think you said about Nintendo. Like the Wii U didn't do well. It's like, okay, well, what gimmick are they going to do next time that'll convince people to buy Doesn't the next th- system? But like, what I guess what does different mean? Do something different mean because I think do, do something different means have more games, have like you know better I think exclusives. It has to be developer relationships, uh, like we see yeah. Nindy's coming out yeah. on the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, and they've changed. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has completely kind of done a one eighty with with indie developers. I think mm-hmm. it has to be those relationships with game developers. I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. the change that needs to happen. Uh, whether it is, I don't know whether it is throwing money at them for exclusive Destiny and Call of Duty stuff that Sony has done, or whether it is making things easier to publish and giving people more uh, promotion on for indies on Xbox uh, or whatever the next thing is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not necessarily a hardware thing that needs to change, but it is. If they're going to compete with the industry, if they're going to compete with Nintendo, I think going after indies is going to be smart. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, I think, is it will succeed with Switch because between the the big gaps, the games they're going to fill it in with exclusive indie games. Yeah, I think that's going to be the appeal of the Switch because they can handle those indie games pretty pretty well. Take that away from Nintendo, you have a lot more market coming to you. So the might be smart for them is to yeah. approach the indies and have like a hey. You, and if you if you, you think about it right now, indies are great on PlayStation Four, doing well on Switch. Switch, obvious. I mean, uh, Steam, obviously. Mm-hmm. Xbox is kind of the. The only place where you're not seeing it. And while we're really, really successful for them is that buy it on Xbox One, you have it on Windows 10 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of start to take some of that Steam market away that way too. True. So they, act, they actually are um, positioned kind of well for that. Oh, shit. I had a, a thought. Oh, I got it. Um, do you think recently, I think this may be the case for Xbox and Nintendo as well, that isn't so much on PlayStation. PlayStation's kind of done this a little bit, where they focus too much on the hardware and not enough on the software in the in the games. That a focus yeah. has become more on uh, the controller. You get motion controls. You got it's a cable box. You know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Whereas Sony, pretty consistently, it's just been this is a console. This is how powerful it is. Here are all the games. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they have this vast plethora of really great quality games. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas, you know, Nintendo has some really, really great ones. Um, Microsoft has been consistently, like, good-ish, mm-hmm. great, you know, kind of lingers in there. But it's all, always been about this hardware. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that's maybe in the future they need to focus more on, less on what their hardware is and focus more on what content can you get. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the the focus that they need to shift to. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. don't think a lot of people care about the power or anything. You know, when I bought, I don't think so as much anymore. You know, I, like when I bought my PlayStation uh, Four originally, or when I got it rather, um, like I was like, I got it because I knew what games were coming out on it. The fact that it was the most powerful console on, on that uh, at that time was tertiary to me i was like oh that's a bonus like that's cool right but it's not the reason i bought that console it's not the reason that i'll buy a, uh, a scorpio if i were to ever buy one totally the, you know? the only thing that, like makes me want to buy an xbox is this one exclusive game that's on xbox called below it's like if it's like a 50 a 15 game it's is that not the lovecraftian wor- one uh no it, below is um it's a 2d game actually where you come to this island and kind of like a Dark Souls way, once you die, like, that's it. You have to start from the beginning of the island and oh, kind of go, okay. like, keep kind of going in and go... Be- I guess you're going below the island into, like, the cavernous world below Oh, it. so it's kind of like a roguelike It's a, it's a roguelike thing. game, okay. yeah. Okay. It looks gorgeous in the art style. And I'm like, I will buy... Like, I want I want an Xbox so I can play that game. They need to look for those unique experiences mm-hmm. that, yeah, they could run on a Sony but uh, PlayStation, but they're just not there. Not there. Yeah. They're not there to to play. Mm-hmm. So they got to look for that kind of stuff. But again, like I think we're kind of talking in circles on this. They don't have those exclusive games. So I think we're yeah. kind of creating this imaginary scenario where, like, yeah, but if they had content, like it'd be worth it. We would have seen this content or had heard word of this content mm-hmm. and rumors or something by now. We have heard nothing. Yes, yeah, six heard, weeks. N- yeah, we have six, six weeks. weeks. Do we even have six weeks? It's like a month now. Pretty much. I mean, May uh, is second tomorrow. week of June. Yeah. Second week of June, okay, yeah. yeah. So we got we got six weeks then. That's it's it's. I'm sorry, I just I don't believe this is gonna happen. I think they will announce the Scorpio, they'll show off the Scorpio, and they will say Crackdown and all that coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's their hope is that's what's gonna sway it. I'm just not convinced. I think it's, I think we're living in a fantasy world if yeah. you think that like these things could happen, but they're not going to. So you'd have heard something about it already, and it's not. Yeah. It's, it's I think not crack, happened. Crackdown's my game that. If I yeah. had, like, the game that I, I would I am excited for for yeah. them is Crackdown. Because I love that first Crackdown. I never played the second one, which is supposedly a huge letdown. But I think, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> you did right then. I, yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that game. Crackdown was so good. How much have we seen in Crackdown 3, though? Next to nothing. Mm, really but we nothing. saw the power of the cloud. We saw the power of the cloud. That's mm. that. I'm convinced. Never mind. I'll take back my point <laughs> about Crackdown 3 not being good. Yeah, I think it was, like, a brief little trailer. We have. I don't think we've seen any gameplay yeah. or anything. Well, they showed one demo... Uh, it wasn't at E3. It was a couple months later. It, I don't know. It wasn't Paris Games Week. Something like that. Oh. Uh, where I, they're I like, hey, this is, this is how the city looks when you destroy it in Crackdown. And then this is when you're connected and use the power of the cloud. And there were so many more effects and things like that. Oh. But it wasn't, it wasn't oh. much. Okay. Interesting. Are they going to just say now, the power of the cloud's gone. If you play it on Scorpio, then you'll get all this extra <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, destruction. There's so stuff. much more particle The cloud is now built in with Scorpio. <laughs> it is the cloud. you got a cloud in your living room. Do we talk about what they're going to call the Scorpio? Mm. It's not going to be called Scorpio. Because we, we had like a little like theorizing on Scorpio. I don't, do we talk about the name of it? Hmm. I don't think so. I think they call it the Xbox Elite. 
Oh, that makes sense. Well, that's, that's in line with their Elite controller, like yeah. I think that, that kind of thing. The Xbox Elite. That's my prediction. They're yeah. called they Xbox Elite. The 360 had a, an Elite. They did as well. Yeah. So it's within oh, it's their nomenclature. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Xbox Elite. I can see that. I can't think also, of anything. They can't call. So was it? The, also Halo. Also Halo. Yeah. The, the Xbox Halo. Halo. Oh, oh, the Elite. They the, can't. The aliens. Yes. They sorry. can't call it. They can't call it Pro. No, no, I think it'd be hilarious to call it the Super Xbox. <laughs> so not, they can't do Get that. Super, yeah. What super they Xbox, the one? new Xbox One S. Oh, <laughs> they still sell Xbox it's, One S, and yeah. now they sell the new Xbox it's One still, S. I, I still feel like the Scorpio is just an, an improved version of the Xbox One S. <laughs> that's, what, that's literally what I, I. That's what the S is. What Xbox One S stands for? Scorpio. Scorpio. Xbox One Scorpio. Uh, yeah. You guys, that, surprise. surprise! You already have it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like so let down. <laughs> Oh, or they're really impressed. Like, wow, really? I got wow. this before it was, you know, announced. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I never even noticed the power. Yeah. Several <laughs> flops over the internet so to many unlock flops. the power of the cloud in your Xbox yeah. One S. You just, do, you just email someone some flops. It's, it's, just, the, it's just the cloud. They yep. just, they're just they like, hey, here's the cloud. Yep. Y'all got uh, Scorpio. Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe they will show off more of this cloud infrastructure they kept talking about four years ago. Yeah. I don't know what the, but I don't know how they can do a thing. Do we have any last thoughts on... Uh, no, I think that pretty much wraps up that discussion. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you back in six weeks. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a couple of subscri- subscriber interrogatives that Holden found from readers. I found listeners. one. One <laughs> thing in there. What is it, Holden? What did I, you actually, find? I, have t- I found... I mean, I've, I, I have. I, I found two, actually. <laughs> uh, let me pull them up right now. Should be in the weekly notes. So I guess E3, we're kind of on the topic already. What's mm-hmm. one thing that you want to happen in E3 more than anything? It could be a complete oh. dream. It can, be, it can be based on facts. What's one mm-hmm. thing you want? So here's something. We're going to have an E3 like predictions episode proper here in the next few This weeks. is not a prediction. This could be outlandish. Like they will announce oh, the release date man. of Kingdom Hearts 3 and it comes out this Gross. summer. Like <laughs> something ridiculous like that. If it comes out at all. I want... <laughs> I already think that we're going to see something... Something weird hardware-wise from Sony, mm-hmm. you know, like the, whether it's the PlayStation 3D TV or the the Vita TV or something like that, I would love Vita 2, and it's really just a PlayStation Switch. I would love to yep. see something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be on board with that, absolutely. And, and makes remote play, like, incredibly easy and successful. Mm-hmm. You can maybe save locally PS3 games to it or PS4 <gasps> games. Like, oh, my God. PlayStation I would, backwards compatibility. Yep, and, has, and it has a Blu-ray drive, so you can <laughs> on the go <laughs> play your PS4 games. There you go. I think mine's actually something related as well. They will not talk about Last of Us Part Two at all. I'm Probably sure. Not. No, at, we won't hear and about they it. Shouldn't. Thank God. Yeah. They, they won't, and then they shouldn't. You're right. But I wanted, I want to see a gameplay demo of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I, want to see I what a level see, of this if, game looks if like. If we were hypothetically to see anything of Last of Us Part Two, which dear Lord, I would lose my shit if <laughs> that happened. Uh, is some another kind of trailer of mm-hmm. some kind, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would totally echo that. Like I I would love to see some Last of Us Part Two, something. Yeah. But they'll probably focus on Uncharted Lost Odyssey, yes. which also I'm really excited for. Yes. Uh, God, Chloe oh, yeah. and Nadine, I'm excited to see what those girls get up to. I'm excited for that too. I can't wait for that one. But Last of Us Part Two, yeah, oh, man. 
Oh man, yeah. it's gonna be great. It's it's really cool to listen to interviews with um, not PlayStation Dog about Switch play, <laughs> talking about that kind of stuff. Like, um, I was watching an interview with the president of Naughty Dog, and I guess Neil Druckmann came in. Like mm-hmm. he, the way he describes it, he like burst into his office in a rage. Mm-hmm. And at first, they thought Last of Us is done, and mm-hmm. he like came up with he's like, "This is this is it. We gotta continue. We gotta keep going." Or whatever. And he's like. Oh, okay, okay. Like, let's do it. It's really funny, but it's just like their passion for not only like Uncharted, obviously, but The Last of Us is so strong. Mm-hmm. And even just um, even uh, Troy Baker and uh, is it Ashley Johnson? Is that is uh-huh. that the yeah. voice actress for Ellie? Like how passionate they are about those characters and mm-hmm. their story and everything. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited. Oh, can't also, come soon enough. Uh, another thing I would be excited to see, which has been rumored, is we'll get another Death Stranding trailer. Featuring Emma Stone, oh, yeah. who may also yeah. be potentially either really? her heroine or yeah, you know, this uh, was a couple villain. months ago. There was, there was like, like a wow. screenshot of her with like, like her eyes are all blacked out and like create in like oh, a military uniform cool. and stuff. Like yeah. it's like Ooh. wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure with something Death Stranding related, sure, they'll yeah. tease I'm that. I'm sure that we're going to see something yeah Death Stranding related oh, yeah. every month for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and no one will have any idea what any of it means. Yep. until oh, the, game, the day that comes, pick it game comes out. Oh yeah, one of my favorite things about that game is that Hideo Kojima has said the game has already started. Like people are like, "What's this game going to be about?" And like it's already started. This is part of the game, and he wants to like integrate social media and things like that into it. Huh. But like. Apparently, if you play the two trailers that they've had so far side yeah, by side, 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 yeah, the the baby disappears from one as it shows up in the other one, and mm-hmm. I'm really interesting to see. Like, I want yeah. three years from now, he'd be like, "Oh, by the way, he says something," and like, "Oh shit, that makes so many things just like click in your brain." Yeah. Like, I have been playing this there, game or experiencing it already for the last three years. There's an insane. I would actually there's there's more hype in terms of this being a revolutionary game for me than there was for like Zelda or anything else like that. Because the things he's saying about it, he's saying that in the same way that Metal Gear Solid kind of uh, identified what a stealth like action game was going to look like in 3D, he's saying this game will change what death means in video games. I'm like, what on earth does that mean? Oh, and he, he probably other thing that was really weird too. He says that um, you know most games have been about like you know a stick and like hitting mm-hmm. people with a stick, not like actually hitting people with a stick, but like combat, yeah, yeah. like I'm attacking you. Because this is about ropes. ropes. Yeah. And tying people together, and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking yeah, well, about? You can see that echoed in that second trailer where Mads Mikkelsen character has this like umbilical cord looking thing, yeah, that's connected yep. to the other soldiers, yep. and stuff. And I was like, whoa, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm. God, man, I'm so excited for Holden. That. Position me another interrogative. What's one? Actually, this one's very much geared towards you. Because you love to platinum games, what's oh yeah? What's the what's the most time you put into a game that you did not like, and what game was it? Um, mm. As far as quality of time, feeling like it was wasted, the two hours that I put into My Name Is Mayo. <laughs> what? what? Is that? <laughs> it is. It is a game for the, the PlayStation sequel to I Am Four. Red. Uh, no, it is much worse than that. <laughs> it is a, a game for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Both have separate trophy lists, so it's two Platinums. Oh, oh so you get both Platinums. Oh, I got both Platinums. Oh, oh man. Um, man. But it's literally just a game to exploit a Platinum trophy. Oh, I know. There is a mayo jar in the center I know of the screen, <laughs> and you hit X to tap on the mayo jar, and you do that 10,000 times to get a Platinum trophy. 
there are like very, very, very loose. Like, if you tap it a hundred times, then the mayo jar can get a guitar that it's on top. That's on top of it, and that like gives you a sentence of story. And there's not really anything in there. But yeah, that was the biggest waste of time that I did an hour on the PS4 to get that platinum and an hour on my Vita to get that platinum. That's crazy. Yep. I'm so sorry. Yep. I'm actually very impressed. You hit the PlayStation button 10,000 times in an hour. That's impressive. 10,000 times. Yeah. I mean, some of it was actually looking at the screen. Some of it was hitting the X button while I walked to the kitchen grab a glass of water, make a sandwich, and just the whole time my right hand's going there hitting the X button. <laughs> did you ever, like, did you, did you hurt? Like, did your wrist hurt from, from mashing that? Do you have carpal no, tunnel or no. anything? No, I did, okay. I did have to switch it up. Sometimes I do it with my thumb. And then sometimes, you know, if you if you take your pointer finger and your middle finger, oh, then yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. it really fast. Mm-hmm. We group them together. Mm-hmm. I did that a few times. <laughs> you have to switch it up. Switch it up? <laughs> he Nintendo switched it. I can't top that. That's switched. That's <laughs> I mean, it was minute. only two yeah. hours. Only two but hours still. of hitting A <laughs> or hitting cross. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. What about you, Josh? What game have you put too much time into that you regretted, or I guess is a, a bad game you put too much time into? A bad game I put too much time into. Hmm. Man, I can't. I can't really think of. One that I've that, that I feel like I've regretted playing. Like usually I'll like play a game and if I do not like it at all, I'm like uh, I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's something that I recently learned how to do. Yeah, I there I, there was such a, a huge time in my life where I'm like I have a game I have to beat this game. Yeah, and then Batman Arkham Origins was the first one that I played that I'm like I'm a third of the way into this. I don't have to finish this. <laughs> I can put this down. It wasn't a bad game, but it just sure. wasn't anything like the other ones. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm, I'm glad I finally learned that skill of like being able to put a game down and not play it again. Yeah. I find sometimes, too, that that can be refreshing, putting down a game for a little bit and then coming back to it. Yeah. It kind of like re-energizes your excitement for it sometimes. Yeah. There was a mobile game called Shadowrun. You guys ever hear about oh, this? I, 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 I've heard of this. I do not know anything about it, however. I didn't have a, a console at the time, and it was a third-person action shooter, and I'm like, this is just like Gears. <laughs> and I, Gears of War on my phone! And I played a lot of it, and then I come back later on, I'm like, this is garbage. It's not a garbage game. It's a really good mobile game. But I remember thinking, like, this isn't, like, why did I spend so much time with this game in particular? Nothing notable about it. The, the, you know, cover mechanics were kind of tough with the touchscreen because you'd go to, like, go to cover, but then you end up jumping over the cover, and then you got killed, and it was just... It's a very frustrating game. Hmm. Also, just any shooter on a mobile device never works well yeah. at all. I can't imagine that in what realm that would work. There There is a whole, like, modern combat series yeah. of first-person shooters. There's six of them. And they all advertised better controls because they're <laughs> always had bad controls in them. Huh. It's just a thing, I guess. But yeah, that's oh too much time in that game. For a second, I thought you meant they marketed it as like better controls than like on your console or something. Oh, like, no, no, they're no, marketing no, no. it that way. Less shitty than yeah, last time. Less yeah, bad guys, I one promise before. you. Yeah, it's good this time. It's good <laughs> this time. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> I swear. So that's been uh, this week's split screen gaming podcast. Thank you, Josh, for joining us for this episode. We're going to do a little breakout here afterwards 
for a tiny little spoiler discussion of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes! And we're probably going to hyperventilate and die from how excited we are. Um, <laughs> so follow us on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Facebook is Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Twitter is Split Screen GP and Instagram at Split Screen GP. Nice. <laughs> Email us. We love you. We think. I don't know. We've never heard from you. Mm. But <laughs> we could. If you I'm kidding. All those questions are for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Michael Schuff has commented on a picture on our Facebook page. Wow. Wow. We are famous now. Yep. We have one Look at you guys. interaction <laughs> with a listener. Uh, so thanks guys for listening. Join us next week. You piranha plant putrefying paddle wagons.